Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. This is David. Welcome back behind the velvet rope. Let's just get right into it today because we are joined by actress, author, writer, model, two-time daytime Emmy winner, reality TV star, icon, gay icon, (laughs) soap legend, Miss Eileen Davidson. Hi, everybody. What is going on, Eileen? How are you today? I'm good. How are you doing? I'm doing good. What are you up to? How is LA doing today? You know, it's, it's well, like everybody we're, we're dealing with the COVID thing, which is a game changer for all of us. So it's really about trying to stay optimistic and positive with a lot of, you know, a lot of crap hitting the fan right now. There's a lot going on, right? It's very much in my face because of working. So, I mean, I'm getting emails weekly as, you know, people have tested positive, blah, blah, blah. So it's definitely part of my reality. You know, and I had to throw a model in there because that is where you started in the business way back when. Right. Yeah, kind of, sort of. But yes, I did. Well, when you started in 1982 on Y&R, right. uh-huh. which is going to be 40 years next year, like when ah! you, I know. But when you think back to that, I mean, does that seem ah like another lifetime or is like, is it, who's that girl? Or do you remember that vividly? Oh, shoot. Of course I remember it vividly. I mean, you know, it it doesn't seem like it was that long ago, but clearly it was, but yeah, I mean, you know, I was only 22, not even quite 23. So, I mean, it was, it was a a huge deal and uh, it changed my life clearly forever. It was Did you think when you started that, you know, you would have a 40 year off and on career in soaps? No, I mean, I didn't think I'd have a, I mean, who knew? I I came to the sad realization when I first became an actor, when I was around 20, I started taking classes and then you're just so excited to get one job. And then I would get the one job, right? I guest starred on a show or I got, I got a horror movie and blah, blah, blah. And then I realized that that was just one gig. I had to string along like a bunch of gigs to have a career. And it was a very rude awakening for me. I was like, oh my God, how am I going to do this? So yeah, I mean, I'm very grateful. It's been, it's been quite a ride. You know, I was actually um, 
dancing barefoot at a club in Orange County when a photographer came up to me and said, do you want to do some modeling? I was literally barefoot dancing at a club and uh, I started doing some modeling and then that kind of, kind of, I got bit by it. You just so kind of fell in love with acting. Well, you know, I was, I was a model first, but like, you know, Orange County model. I did some modeling in Hawaii. When I was in Hawaii, I was there for a couple of months staying with a girlfriend. We didn't have a phone or a TV or a car. And I did some modeling in, in Waikiki to get my air, my air, uh, my airplane fare home. And I remember sitting on the beach going, do you want to go back to school or do you want to move to LA? And I was like, you know what? I'm just going to give it a shot. And uh, I moved to LA and I, I started acting classes to loosen me up for modeling. And then modeling went, you know, I was never tall enough anyway. Anyway, that's how it kind of started. Well, when I think of soap legends, I mean, I personally think of Jeannie Francis, Eileen Davidson and Miss Susan Lucci. You've been on Y&R, Bold and Beautiful, Santa Barbara, Days of Our Lives. You broke TV history when you played five roles on Days of Our Lives. What right. is that like? Is that like, yay, this is so challenging and this is amazing for an actress? Or is it like, holy crap, this is so hard? It was both. It was both. I had asked for it. They were going to cast somebody who kind of looked like me to play Susan. And I said, can I, you know, I'd like to play both roles. And then, um, you know, they had a writer just kind of, kind of went crazy and started like <laughs> multiplying <laughs> And then, yeah, there was just a bunch of different characters floating around for a while. It was fun. I had a great time. I loved it because I, you know, I always felt like I was a, a, a character actress, really. And so I just have never got to do that. And uh, this gave me an opportunity to kind of be silly and stupid and fun and ridiculous. You've played, you know, nice, not so nice villain. You played everything. Is it funner to play bad? Yeah, sure. I mean, yeah, I'm sure that's not the first time you've heard that. Definitely. There's just more to do, you know, for the most part, uh, depending on the piece. But yeah, I mean, you know, villain's always good. It's always good to be bad. Is there any like storyline in your whole soap career where you're just like, I mean, listen, it's soaps and, you know, a lot of them are over the top where you're just like, this totally jumps the shark. Like, I just can't even believe we're doing this. Oh, come on. <laughs> yes. I mean, I remember when I was wearing the fake teeth and they were giving me the, the, the Elvis sandwich with the peanut butter and the, um, the banana that Susan was eating. This was back in the 90s. And I'm like, you guys, these are fake teeth. So every time I'd eat peanut butter, the teeth would come out with the sandwich. Um, and I was doing some weird scene as Susan in some box with mirrors. They were trying to get some kind of like a hallucination thing going. And I finally just looked at the camera and I go, don't any of you care that this is going to be on TV? <laughs> it was so silly. You know, it's crazy, but obviously, I mean, again, that was one of those kind of things in life that changed the trip, the, uh, I can't speak this morning. It's early and it's, you know, the trajectory of my, of my career. That's why I'm having coffee and it's two o'clock here. So I don't, I have no excuse. Yeah. So anyway, that, those, that, that craziness and that silliness kind of changed the trajectory. It did. Well, I mean, you won two Emmys during your soap career. Right. I mean, how was nice was that? Very, I'm not gonna lie. There they are. I don't usually have them out, by the way. They're usually like, just, I don't really think much about them. They're just, you know, it's awesome. But, you know, I don't go, yay, they're not in my living room. I'm like, you know what? I'm gonna just put them back there. I don't use them enough. And so I'm proud of them. I'm happy I got them. I love the fact that I got them for two different roles, completely different roles. That's how, to, when we started talking, I noticed this painting and then like my eye shifted to the Emmys. I'm like, there they are. Right. I, that's so nice to get them for two different roles. Yeah, right. 
Do you think that, you know, I recently had Anne Hache on this show and I asked her, you know, she started in another world. I said, would you ever go back to a soap opera? She screamed. She was like, I would go back to a soap opera tomorrow. It was like some of the best work I ever done. Do you think like that's true? And like, I mean, are soaps just such great training because they're so hard or like, you know, is there that stigma of like everyone wants to go and do date, you know, something else? You know, I think it's both. It's all of the above. They are great training. It also, I mean, I think that's kind of insulting to people that have made a career, like have stayed on the show for 40 years, which I, I haven't done, but I understand it because I've bounced around. Um, it's a it's an amazing job. You can have a family. You're not traveling. Um, you can have a, a somewhat you know, normal life, even though, you know, you're a celebrity, it's like the perfect amount of celebrity, at least now it is in the 80s, it was pretty off the off the hook. But yeah, I mean, it's a great gig. I mean, any gig that you can do that you, you're allowed to do what you love is amazing. And if you want to go off and pursue other things, that's, that's fantastic, too. I mean, you can do anything you want. And it's regular work, like you said, like for all these people that are chasing work, you know, what a great, I could live on soaps. I think soaps are the best. They're just- I mean, I'm me too, and I'm still working regularly. I mean, it's it's basically at my own pace right now. I'm doing what I want to do when I want to do it. And I don't think I would have ever predicted that for myself. I'd still be working, you know, and I can because of what the soaps offer. And I'm allowed to bounce off and do other little movies and do other little things and, you know, kind of have a, a really nice amount of flexibility. And that must have been nice, you know, to leave like, you know, and do other projects like house sorority row which was such a good movie i actually started on that one before i was on soaps that was it was one of my first gigs was that one of the highlights because that's that's become a cult favorite i know i know yeah it was a lot of fun again i started out being kind of the bad girl so that was fun for me what about i mean this is just one of my personal favorites of yours like how fun was it to be even if it was for a little while in sharknado oh i know well i know scotty mullen and it was just he asked me to do that and it was actually what we filmed was actually so funny. They weren't, they couldn't use it because it was just at the end thing. But oh my God, I got to be, you know, and I'm like, it let them eat cake. And I was like doing this whole thing. It was a, a long scene that was hilarious. So yeah, I mean, I'm part of this like incredibly crazy series, even just as a credit, it's hilarious. I was like, that was the best thing about Sharknado. How nice was it to work with your husband when you worked with him in Seven Days to Vegas? I mean, I know you guys were both in it and he co-wrote it. He sure did. And it's based loosely on, you know, true story. Um, It was very challenging because, um, you know, he was the director and the writer. And he did not let me move from any of that. I'm like, I'm going to say it this way. He's like, no, you can't say it that way. Say it the way it's written. I'm like, oh, my God, I'm going to murder him. But, you know, it was his project, his baby. He knew what he wanted to do. So, I mean, I'm glad I was in it. Of course, I loved being in it. But working with your husband, I don't know. It's a little tricky. A little I would tricky. imagine that that would be a. I love the movie. It's fantastic. It's a fantastic film. Super proud of it. Would you want to work with him more in more upcoming projects? Well, you know, sure. Of course. He's a fantastic actor and a, a great director. I think he's really a really good director. We did, um, I produced it and starred in it, Duke of the Valley with Caitlyn Jenner. And my stepson, Duke, and my husband, Vinny, and my brother-in-law, Jimmy. And I mean, you know, and it was just a lot of fun. And he's a good director. He just kind of, um, one of those directors that kind of lets you do whatever you want to do. And then he'll suggest things. And sometimes if he doesn't get it, then he'll give you a line reading. And that's where I draw the line. <laughs> You're like, yeah, I'm don't. Like, <laughs> I'm Eileen Davidson. I, I, yes, I've i got this. 
<laughs> I know what I'm doing. So you're living lovely life and having this great career. Then 2014 comes along. How did you first like hear about, like, how did you first get approached for Real Housewives of Beverly Hills? Oh, you know, this is an interesting story. It really is, David. I mean, I, I, I should know the answer, but I really don't. I don't think anybody really has heard it. I think maybe I've mentioned it once. Anyway, um, I got a call that uh, from a producer who fascinatingly enough had lived in Belgium in the 90s and was a fan of Santa Barbara. She remembered me from Santa Barbara and she Googled me and saw that I was married with a child and stepchildren and said, I wonder if she would be interested in being a housewife. Because um, it was right around that time, they were wondering if maybe we all were interested in actors. And then I got the call and then it was like, do you know any of these people? I'm like, well, I just worked with Kyle on days. She had just done a guest spot for a few episodes. Um, I know Yolanda because our kids are at school together. Gigi was in the same class as my stepson. Um, so Gigi had been at our house before. Uh, Lisa Renna, clearly, and I, she and I go way back. So um, that's how it's all because of Santa Barbara. How random. That is totally random. Right? Yeah. I mean, you know, of all the soaps you were right? in. I know. Wow. Well, I never would have guessed that. She just was a fan Life of Santa is Barbara. Weird. Life is weird. <sighs> Life is weird. So did you say, this sounds great. Let's have a talk. Like, how did it progress? Like, did you have reservations? Oh, sure. It was pretty terrifying. They ha actually had Vinny and I go in and um, do it on an in-person tape and you know we have a really great repartee and so I guess they liked that but you know of course you know I had lunch with all the showrunners the executive producers and talked about our fears and blah 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 but you know honestly my sister had just died and also in Nice and I was kind of at this place where I was like you know what I I'm not going to be afraid to do this I'm just going to jump in and do something different and just life is short seriously that's kind of what the impetus was life is short and everybody in the family was on board at that point, that did change. Um, but everybody in the family was on board. So I was like, okay, we're gonna do this. And if at any point in time, you're not comfortable, you don't have to, and you know, we'll, we'll discuss it then. So that's kind of how that genesis started. What did your, did your soap family have any opinions about you joining this reality show? Yeah. Did not think it was a good idea at all. If you think there's a stigma attached to daytime drama, <laughs> there's a bigger one attached to reality TV. At and least I don't, I don't think there's a stigma attached to daytime. I think daytime is the no, best thing in the world. I know. I, well, there is. No, there is. It's not about you thinking that. There is. I mean, there just is. There's stigmas about everything. Who cares? There used to be a stigma about TV. I mean, shut up. Just go live your life. Anyway, um, so yeah, and you know that was kind of an interesting thing. I'm like, wow, you know, the people that are stigmatized are now stigmatizing me for doing another show that they think is stigmatized. It's fascinating. That, that, that is funny so they were like what are you doing why are you going down this road how could you what, what reality tv is is killing you know regular tv i got that you know i'm like really just because there's so many channels out there you're going to blame reality tv for the ratings going down uh, i thought it was oj's fault um then uh uh what was it Oh yeah. So that, and then I got, you know, Oh, you know, what, what about your reputation and blah, blah, blah. I'm like, I'm not, I'm going to figure this out. And if I don't like it after a year, then I'll jump. Did you watch any reality TV? Like, did you watch the housewives? 
as I run around all day trying to get everything done with running this podcast, the most important thing to me is comfort. When it comes to underwear, loungewear, and activewear, Third Love understands that comfort is of the utmost importance. That's why they design feel-good all-day wear that hugs better, holds stronger, and supports longer. When I hear from all of my female friends, and yes, many of the housewives who I am friends with, they talk about Third Love's fitting room quiz. The fitting room quiz is so detailed in a good way. It helps you find the perfect size and style. Also, third loves, the bras are available in exclusive half cups and the underwear, loungewear, and activewear is available from sizes XS to 3X. That's why the fit is better. And third love obsesses over every stitch. So you'll never have to think about how something feels, looks, or wears. But don't take my word for it. If you don't love your fit, Guess what? Exchanges and returns are free for 60 days. Feeling is believing. Upgrade to everyday pieces that love your body as much as you do. Right now, you can get 20% off your first order at thirdlove.com slash velvet. That's 20% off at thirdlove.com slash velvet. Which I, t- I have to say to everybody, I mean, honestly, just you know, be careful what you put in your brain because you will manifest it. <laughs> So yeah, I did. I did. It's so different though. I mean, it's like, you, I couldn't even relate to it. When I first met people um, that I was going to be working with, it was like, I'd never really watched it because it's a much different thing when you're interpersonal with them. Was that hard? Like, you know, because you watch it, like, did you come in, you know, like with anyone with like, with like a preconceived notion about like, this is who Lisa yeah, Vander- kind of went out the window. I was really just, you know, open to people willing to see what relationships worked and what relationships didn't and what people were saying. And you know what I mean? I was, I took it on a day-to-day basis with what was happening. Yeah. I mean, I really liked Brandy Brandy in the beginning. I really thought she was kind of cool. I was going to, you know, I don't know. I know she was a big days of our lives fan and I was going to take her to set maybe and have her meet people. We never got that far, but um, yeah, I mean, I was, I was, I liked everybody in the beginning. But I have to say, who knows what they were told about me? Because, I mean, this whole rumor was I was getting $750,000. I'm like, what? It's such a lie. And I realized it was, you know, placed there to make the other women immediately have an opinion about me. Can you imagine? Isn't that creepy? I went, okay, game on. Game on, bravo. Game on. (laughs) And I started realizing that's what they do. Was that like the first, like, okay. Oh, I hadn't even started yet or I hadn't started airing yet. And, and I realized that that was the rumor that that was in all the, all the trades and everything. I was like, it's still there. I'm like, no, I didn't. That, and if I had, I probably would have stayed longer. <laughs> and you think like production or whoever dropped that rumor to like, I have no proof of anything. But to like mix things up. But the fact that that was that put out there by somebody, I mean, Right. Before day one. Yeah. Was it good? Like, was it helpful having Rena there just because like you knew her? She was another actress. Yes, yes, yes. She was my, you know, we were like each other's, you know, lifesavers. We were just, we were glued to the hip. Um, yeah, we had a lot of fun. She and I had so much fun kind of embarking on this journey together. And it's huge bond. Um one of the best things about being on that show was the relationship I had with her. It was just fantastic. 
drew you guys closer. Oh yeah, we had a blast and it was scary and fun and crazy and we were in it together. When did you first realize, you know, like you said, you started, you loved Brandy in the beginning. When were you, other than this rumor about the money, when were you like, this isn't, there's, there's going to be some bumps in the road here. Oh gosh, there were so many times. I don't even know if I could count. I mean, I love Kyle too. Kyle's, I just adore Kyle. But you know, you're going to a barbecue, so I'd wear a sundress and everybody else would be like these. I mean, I'm like, at least let me know. <laughs> but yeah, it was that was pretty crazy. I, I was really being just a real person. I was just being me, which meant no glam squad, which meant just, you know, I live at the beach, you know, I, I do soaps and I'm glamorous for that. And I go to the Emmys and I do that, but I'm a regular person who gets glam, blah, blah, blah. So, I mean, I was being real on a reality show. So that was kind of an awakening as well. You're like, wait a second, maybe they don't want you to be real all the time. You know, that's a choice too. I mean, I probably, I think I probably should have stayed more that way and just stayed true to myself. I think for a while I was trying to keep up with the Joneses, which just really wasn't my thing. But, you know, I think Denise did a good job with pretty much being herself, I think. And so did Teddy. Um, well, even Denise changed a bit, but I mean, I guess, I mean, I didn't really watch the show after I left, but just, just stuff that I've kind of garnered, but I don't want to make any judgment about that. Cause I don't know for sure. What about did all your time on soaps, like kind of help prepare you for all of the drama that was to come? No, let's pretend you have complete control over that. No, this was a complete, everything was coming. It's not a scripted show. I mean, certainly there's parameters, you know, you, this needs to be accomplished during this period of time, but there's no like script or anything. And you have no control over what these women think about you or are trying to achieve in their lives. I mean, you know, so trying to get more followers or they're working for a brand, like, you know, all bets are off. Did you find that hard? Cause like I've talked to other actresses that went into reality, you know, and they were, they had a hard time. Like, where's the mark? Where's the line? You know, I mean, they, they knew what they were getting into, but when they were there, they still found it difficult to just let go of course well things like you know um this is like just one of the funniest things because i am on tv as an actor um i'm used to having my hair done so there were so many times that there was behind the headshots and my hair my hair was a mess i'm used to somebody coming in and fixing it (laughs) you know what i mean i realized i had to be like aware of that kind of stuff that not only are they not going to fix but they're kind of wanting to play it up (laughs) You know, look at how crappy her hair, you know what I mean? So that there's something to talk about. And so I was, I was not, you know, not protected in that area, nor should you be it's reality, but you know, you don't know that going in. That's a, that's a definite, you know, chance. Also the whole purse thing. The funny thing about the purse thing with Catherine and all that is that I love Catherine when we first started working together, I thought she was cool, but the whole purse thing was, I mean, I'm used to being on a TV show where, you, you wear, they give you in wardrobe, not really great purses because it's on TV. So I'm used to like, I would go on there and wearing, you know, because it's on TV, nobody's going to see it until someone calls you out. So that was another learning curve. I'm like, but this is a TV. We can like, it doesn't have to be perfect in real. Yeah. You're like, Wrong. wait, <laughs> people want to know like my shoes and my bag and like, everything's being called out now. Like what's. <laughs> Exactly. I was so used to being able to fudge that from being an actress that, you know, you can kind of get away with it. So like little things like that. Yeah. Well, you had, you know, moments, you know, you had wine thrown in your face by Brandy. She insulted the decor of your house. Kim had some words for you. 
what was like the high of your experience there? Like what was like some of like the best thing from your time on the show? I'll admit it. As important as it is for me to eat healthy and put the right nutrients into my body and hydrate, I'm really not great at it. I'm always on the go. I'm never making that a priority and I'm always hungry. This was a real problem until I discovered 310 Nutrition. I love 310 Nutrition's water hydrators. You just add them to water and they make your water taste so much better. They also have refreshing lemonade mixes. My personal favorite, they're all-in-one shakes. I love their caramel sun their vanilla cake, the shamrock cream. I drink one of these shakes and it totally satisfies my hunger. They're low in fat and low carbs, which I love. They also satisfy my carb craving. But don't take my word for it. Right now, 310 is celebrating a new year of goals with code VELVETROPE and giving our listeners 50% off up to $100 off your first order. With so many sample packs, new products, it's really fun and it's easy to put together an order or start a subscription on products you know you'll use. Go to 310nutrition.com and use the code VELVETROPE right now for 50% up to $100 for your first order. That's 310nutrition.com and use code VELVETROPE. God, that's a hard, that's a hard question, actually. I mean, obviously the relationship, relationship I have with Lisa and Kyle and uh, Erica. Um, who else? I, I mean, I liked, um, I liked Catherine. I liked all the, the new girls a lot when they came in and stuff. Um, probably that and some of the trips, there was a lot of things that, that we did that were super fun. I loved Hong Kong, especially. Hong Kong was one of the better trips. I had so much fun on that trip. And I, I mean, I do know that there was like, you know, there's always drama. And I remember when I first started, we're going to Amsterdam and I'm like, oh, I want to do this. I want to do that. And like the showrunner's like, you're not on freaking vacation. <laughs> you're not doing that. Just so you know, you're not doing that. I'm like, oh, okay. You had plans of waking up the next morning. You're like, I'm going to go here. <laughs> I'm going to go do that because I'm in Amsterdam. And it's like, yeah, no. You're like, Eileen, here's the time you're going to be downstairs and then we're going to go here. Exactly. Hopefully you're going to be jet lagged and extremely exhausted and a little punchy and irritated. And you could have a drink if you want, I'm sure. Yeah, or a gallon. Yes. But going off and doing your own thing. No, thank you. Well, I assume you don't speak to Kim or Brandy or LVP these days. You know, it's funny. I saw Brandy a couple of years ago at a reunion that was uh, at uh, in LA with, it was like all the housewives, a bunch of them, like 50. I walked right up to her and I said, you know, don't worry about it. We're good. I know it's a show. I know whatever you were trying to do something that you needed to do for yourself. I'm fine. I'm over it. Um, other than that, we've kind of texted each other a little bit here and there over time, but you know, uh, Lisa Vanderpump, I don't think there's ever going to be, you never know, you never know with life, but that's, yeah, yeah. and Kim, I wish her well. That's all I know about that. She doesn't like me for some reason. I'm really not sure why. I really don't know why. But um, maybe it's because I called her out for behavior at my house. I don't know. Well, you could ask Kyle if you really want to know. I could. I mean, you have a direct source there. I could ask Kyle. Well, if you, if there was a crystal ball, do you think you would resolve a friendship with Kim or Lisa Vanderpump? Not even just on your end, just the likelihood of that happening. What, what do you think is more likely to I happen? Think, I mean, I think I've already established the fact that I don't like bad blood. I like to clear the air. So if there was any possibility of, you know, having some kind of reparation with both of them, some kind of re resolution, I'd be open to that. Absolutely. I don't have any bad feelings towards them. It was a, a time that this 
the show happened. The, the show has its own rules and its own life. And, you know, being on that is kind of like, it just changes everything once you go back to your real life. It does for me anyway. So I, I kind of forgive everybody stuff that was going on. Um, I'm not exactly happy that I did call Kim out, but I don't know how else to deal with something that's happening in your own home. I was like, okay, this is happening. It's strange. I probably should mention it because I would, you know, but you know, I don't know. It's tricky. It's tricky. I don't have any regrets for saying the things I've said. Let's put it that way to either one of them. Do you have any regrets from your time on the show? I mean, not that you should, but just curious. Um, you know, probably a couple of things, just a way, a way you handle certain things, but it's, it's, it's definitely challenging for all of us. I, it seems challenging. I couldn't imagine it's a long day too. I gotta tell you, it's very stressful. And I think I had PTSD for quite a while after that. You do? How so? Because I've talked to other housewives that have said that too. Absolutely. You're in a different, you're in an alternate universe. And I cared a lot about things that I didn't care about before or after I was on the show. Uh, suddenly it's, your world becomes quite small and things that are just silly um, become super important. And I wasn't present in my own life anymore. I was present with this other universe and all the BS that was going on in that universe. And it can't, but I mean, I was had insomnia. When I was on the show, I was getting sick a lot. There was always a problem. It was crazy. Um, I don't regret doing it. I learned a lot about myself. I learned a lot about human nature. Um, it was such an interesting time in my life, but I'm, I'm super happy to be where I'm at now. Sometimes I wake up in the middle of the night and I'm like, I'm not on that show anymore. I mean, I'm. it's true. I do feel quite emancipated. You do, because I know like when you were leaving, that's what you said. You said like, I'm looking forward to returning to a life with less stress. So it's really just like a weight's been lifted. It was for me. I can't speak for anybody else, but I know that for me, it was just a super, super stressful thing. So much stuff is coming out. The, the, the biggest problem I had is the people that hadn't signed on for it. And then they get pulled into limelight. And I felt terrible. I was calling people all the time and saying, this came up and this is going to, I'm so sorry. Please forgive me. Or I didn't know. I mean, and it's like, then I'm not just worried. It's not just about me. My son, after the first couple of years, was not enjoying it. People would ask him at school, are you on the housewives? Is your mom? He would know and he'd walk away. He was lying about because clearly he was. But I mean, so he started. So then you're responsible for how other people are being affected by this, you know? Right. That didn't sign up for it. Yeah. It's, you know, it's, it's hard. I can handle it myself. But other people that were along for the ride that didn't ask to be on it was just, it was horrible. So your husband and children and family must have been happy when... It was over. You know, my husband, he was great about it. And I never would have thought he would be just, I just didn't, you know, you never, you learn new things all the time. He, you know, he was just got to be funny. He was like the comic relief. He really is that way. He's, you know, popping in the garage door. I'm like, really? Really? We're shooting a freaking show. Don't get a beer right now. Come on. Right. Like, do you have to do this garage door now? I mean, we have a day off. But it's classic, right? Um, so uh, he was fine with me leaving or staying. He was glad because uh, he knew it was hard on me. So he saw a complete difference. He, he said, you're like, you know, 80% different than you were on the show. He saw it right away. It's almost like the show becomes so insular and all-encompassing without yeah. even blinking an eye. Definitely. 
Hey guys, there's big news from my favorite home security company. Simply Safe just launched their new wireless outdoor security camera. That's right, Simply Safe, the system that US News and World Report names best home security system of 2021, just got even better. This brand new outdoor security camera is engineered with all the advanced tech and security features you want and need to help keep you and your family safe. I love that it zooms in eight times. This means that you can zoom in and clearly see things like faces and license plates to capture critical evidence. It has a built-in spotlight with color night vision so you can keep an eye on what's going on day and night. It's super simple to set up and usually takes just minutes. The camera also integrates with your Simply Safe home security system, extending its protection to the outside. Together, it means every door, window, room, and your property are now protected. To learn more about the exciting new Simply Safe wireless outdoor security camera, visit simplysafe.com/slash velvet robe. What's more, Simply Safe is celebrating this new camera by offering 20% off your entire new system and your first month of monitoring service free when you enroll in their interactive monitoring program. What's more important than keeping your home and property safe? Once again, that's simplysafe.com slash velvet robe and i can't i mean you must have been so busy like trying to work as an actress at the same time that too the, that was the other thing a lot of the, you know you, a lot of it is done for branding i couldn't really get any branding because i to do any kind of a uh, you know online sales or whatever it is uh home shopping it's like i'd be i'd have to go back to the studio and work after these weekends then so mapping it out just became unrealistic yeah it's a lot yeah you didn't, you haven't watched the show since you left? I didn't watch it the first couple of years. Um, I watched it um, when they all came to the premiere of Seven Days to Vegas. And I was at Kyle's party, the black and white party. Yeah. I watched it that season. And you I, know. Haven't it. I haven't watched it much this season at all. Well, I know you got Erica on to YNR. Other than the actresses on Beverly Hills, who would you offer a part two on YNR, not Rena or Garcelle or Kyle, someone who's not an actress, if you had to choose someone. Oh God, I don't know. I have no idea. Erica did good. She's an actress. She was you know, good. She'd done musical theater and stuff and she'd done some films, you know? Absolutely, she was terrific. That's a, not a bad birthday gift to give someone. I know, I thought that was kind of fun and her reaction was classic. If you ever need someone else on YNR, Eileen, you know. Okay. I'll keep that in mind. I don't really have any power, but <laughs> I can put in a good word. I mean, after 40 years, like, I think, I think you have power. Thanks. Would you ever go back to Housewives? Um, I would probably pop in, you know, but I think that it's, um, it was weird when I popped in even to Kyle's party because, you know, life goes on in that universe and life goes on in my universe. So it's kind of like this weird, you know, crossover thing. I mean, I, I don't, I never say never, but it would have to be, obviously it would have to work for everybody. I don't know what that looks like. Right. What about, I mean, this season, even though you're not watching it, like, I mean, I know you said you're close to Erica, like, have you talked to her? Like, I mean, there's, there's so much going on with her. Not in a while. Um, it's just a horrible situation. I just feel for her. I feel for everybody that's involved. Yeah, it's a lot. 
if this were happening to you or something similar, like, would you stay on the show? You know what? I don't know. I have a real hard time saying that without walking in her shoes. I'm sure she has her own reasons, obviously. And uh, who knows what they are, but they're valid. They're hurt. So, you know, totally. Like you don't know what someone's going through until you walk in their shoes. Right. What about, because I mean, you were, you're close to Rinna. What about like the whole last season, like the whole thing with like Denise, I know like Denise is in the soap world too. Like, is that hard? I mean, I know you're closer to Lisa Rinna, but like, is that hard to watch when like two people, you know, are going through something on a show that you're not on? But yeah. yeah. I mean, I just, it just, that whole thing just, uh, again, I'm sure there's other stuff going on behind the scenes, but I mean, I, uh, all I can say is, yeah. It's a lot. Yeah. I feel for that. I mean, just, it was just an ugly situation and just, you know. Well, that's where it becomes like reality TV does change. I mean, I, it does change real friendships. That to me is when it gets to be like, yep. This is, it's like, if you think about it, like you're on the show for even 10 years, but that's a slice of your life, many years, hopefully. And then it's like, was it worth it? That's just where my mind goes. I just, not even for Beverly Hills. I can name Of course. And everybody gets what they get out of it. You know, they have their own things they're trying to get out of it. Um, Whether it's fame or the money or the branding or all of the above. Um, You know, that's the thing. A a lot of times things would be going on and somebody, somebody in the cast would say, but it's a show. And that's true. But it's a show that's affecting your life in real time something happens to me on a soap or on a movie or whatever it's pretend it's scripted whatever you walk away it's affecting your life it's affecting the people that are in your life and it's not fun it's not fun no do do you it seems painful like that's what's again like i mean so many shows like when it's like a real friendship for a long time you're like was this worth it for however many years i don't know i don't know either what about do you think it's changed now? Because it seems at least now, even since you've gone, like social media is even more, like to me, 60% of the show is not even on the show. It's on social media now. Like you said, it's like real life with people staying up at night, this one, that one. Like, do you think it's gotten like more, I don't know if toxic is the right word, but more. I don't don't really pay attention to it. It's not my world anymore. I'm so grateful. (laughs) I don't pay attention to that. You know, I see it, it'll pop up now and then I'll look at it. Sometimes I go down the rabbit hole, but overall it's just, I, I, I'm so happy to be able to say not my monkey, not my circus. You're busy. Well, even if I wasn't busy, I just, I'm so happy. <laughs> it's not, I, it's not pretty. Everybody, oh, by the way, this whole thing that happened, I will say this, which I think is BS. And, you know, Erica being threatened, her life being threatened is such bullshit. I don't care what you think or even what you've done. Nobody knows the whole story. That's a game changer. And it's not okay. It's just not okay. And the fact that these people think they have the right to do that is so offensive to me. It's just wrong. And she's being vilified and she chose to stay on the show. So that's part of the problem. However, you got to draw the line somewhere and that's just not okay. It's a little scary. Like if you look at all of it. Very scary. I mean, I just don't know, you know, like to me, my mind just goes to like, this is 2021. Like, who is this person? They're going to be, someone's probably knocking on their door right now, I would assume. But that's a good point. Cause those, 
so that got pretty out of control with like it kept getting escalated but that's a good point and like you said you don't know what someone's going through right per se you don't, you don't know what happened you have you don't even know what she's guilty of if anything so it's like you know just stop it'll all come out in its own time did you think of like reaching out to erica because of all this stuff she's going through i have i've texted her a couple times and you'll probably connect with her at some point yeah. we'll see you know it's, it's tricky it is tricky is this true i read this that i mean you've done so much in soaps but that you were also offered or were going to be offered a role on all my children but you didn't want to move to new york with your dogs yes yeah i had five dogs i mean and they just weren't offering me enough money to keep my household running here in la and also go to new york but yeah agnes nixon reached out to me. I'm just having a moment of picturing like you and La Lucci in the same scene. I was supposed to be working with Walt Willie. Uh, I, I mean, it all turned out well. I mean, you've had, you know, you've been busy. Yeah. But... yeah I mean, I was, I would have loved to move to New York and done something like that. I, it's just, it just wasn't right. But those dogs, those dogs, God bless those dogs. But I swear to God, I couldn't sell my house because I needed a big yard. It's like I took work so I could stay home and support the dogs because I didn't want to move into like a smaller place. Oh my God, I was crazy with those dogs. Um, anyway, yeah, they kind of ruled my world for a long time. I was going to say, well, I live in New York and I mean, five dogs, I, you know, I think you might've made the right decision. <laughs> I mean, no matter how big your apartment is, just getting up every morning. Do you think, you know, because like Rinna's now still on the show seven years later, going strong, man. Right, Yeah. I love me some Billy. I love me some Taylor McBride, Melrose Place. Like, do you think this is the role that Lisa was just born to? I don't know, want to say play because it is reality TV, but it's she's so good. She's great. I told her our first year on the show together, I said they had no idea what they were getting when they cast you. Because who knew? I didn't know. Spicy. Spicy. Do you think that there is a, really, I think because of you and Rina, like you were the first two and then we had Kim Fields and then Denise right. and Garcelle and whether it, you know, I mean, yes, Kim and, you know, Kyle, but still like as adult working actresses, I think you guys kind of changed the game. I think so, right? I do. I mean, I, do you think that kind of set something in motion? Like we talk about all these stigmas. I don't think there's a stigma for actresses to Probably be on. Not. There isn't anymore. There really isn't. It's almost thought of as a, I don't even know. Yeah, it's another gig. Yeah, like a valuable gig. Mm -hmm. But yes, Rinna is still here and going strong. Speaking of Rinna, what can you tell us about Days of Our Lives? Uh, You mean Beyond Salem? Yes. Um, Beyond Salem is what I meant. Yeah. It's It's called Beyond Salem. Yeah, on Peacock. It's fun. I mean... um, it's just a really fun romp. <laughs> and Lisa and I both decided when we heard that the other one was doing, we're like, oh my God, now we get to, we saw like the master planet. We were very excited and super excited when we saw each other for the first time. We both were like, ah! we just were so excited and we have great chemistry. And I think we have great chemistry on the show. Where did this idea come from? Cause it is brilliant. You know, I heard it was Peacock. Um, that they really wanted this. They wanted me on it. They wanted her on it. You know, they wanted her. On it. it's, it's really her thing. And I kind of come in, 
but um, they were very, you know, pro teaming us up, I think. And Ron Carlovati is, you know, it's going to be fun. It's going to be, there's a little, there's a surprise in there. It's quite fun. Really? We're going to get a nice little chuckle. Is it housewives related? I don't know. Well, you also have Jack Hay, So, I mean, that's pretty good. Right? Maybe if this is like some big thing, maybe this could be like a returning thing every year for a week. Who knows? It would be fun. I we enjoyed could, myself immensely. We could call it Beyond Salem. Beyond. Yes. Beyond Beyond Salem. Is there a part of this business that you haven't done that you still are itching to do? I mean, you've done so much. Right. I don't know. Um, I'm not sure. Depends on the project, you know? I, I don't want to work too much. I kind of like really, I love balance in my life a lot. And um, so I'm really kind of enjoying that. I'm a hobby person. I've got lots of hobbies. So I like time for my hobbies. I do have a project I'm working on, Dial M for Murder. I was going to ask you about that too. Tell me about it. I, I swear <laughs> to God, I was really. I'm kidding. I'm kidding. I'm kidding. I'm kidding. I'm kidding. Well, it just so Listen, happens. I mean, I, everyone thinks I just want to talk about housewives. So I was going to ask you about that and about the something else afterwards. But yes, go on. Okay. What else? Okay. So yeah, um, this is a, actually, this was a go, like when I was on the housewives, this was supposed to go. And it was the same production company that was doing my husband's and he, he had to make his movie first. And then the production company went out of business after they made his movie. So That's now it's back. Good. I know now it's back. Now it's back. And it, you can go on to um, www dial M for murder gives you all the information. Cause what we're doing is we're raising money for this through Palm Springs, women in film and television. And the great thing about it is it's not a GoFundMe, David, because it's a hundred percent tax deductible and you will get a credit on there as an executive producer or whatever, depending on how much money you donate and you get a write-off and you're also helping people learn how to make films. It's called building careers one frame at a time. It's kind of brilliant. So we use a lot of people in the program and they learn craft services. They learn behind the scenes. They learn, you know, all sorts of different production things having to do with film and television. And they've already done a couple um, shorts. I did one uh, called Aftermath, which is fantastic. It's going to be doing the um, film circuit, short film circuit uh, festival. And that was a lot of fun with the same people, Palm Springs Women in Film and Television. And I just love the whole idea. I'm going to be co-directing it. I wrote it with my incredibly genius, talented niece, Anna Marie Davidson. She's so talented and so funny. And uh, it's a great script. We got Donna Mills attached, my sister-in-law, Nancy Vallon. We got um, Judith Chapman attached, great women, strong women, writing it, directing it, starring in it, killing it. And come along for the ride, people. It's a really good idea because you can like learn all these different aspects of the business. Well, you can. Yes, that's what the organization is. Or if you just yeah. want to donate money, David, like if you yourself want to donate money, <laughs> you can get a credit. Hey, I'm just like, I'm so good at like selling myself now. No, well, I was going to say my wheels were turning. You had me at, I can get an executive producer credit. So I'm still back there. It would be on your IMDB page. Okay, listen. And all your friends will go, what the hell? You're an executive producer? You're coming to my party. And I'll say, <laughs> well, you know, it was starring Eileen Davidson and Donna Mills. So, right. and lo- lots of other people too, but you know, what is it about? 
oh my God, it's so much fun. Well, it's based in the soap opera world, of course. It's based on the four books I wrote like 10 years ago, with Bob Randisi. And it has to do with a heroine who's on a soap opera who happens to be addicted to solving murders. She likes um, true crime, very much like me and everybody else in the world. Um, and I wrote the novels kind of based on me very loosely, the fact that I'm on a show, the fact that I love true crime, and that she finds herself getting sucked into this murder that happens when she's at the Emmys presenting. They can't find her co-star. She doesn't work. He's also her ex-lover. He's also 25 years her junior, whatever. I wrote it so I get to do what I want. Um, and then uh, while she's presenting, she blood, she sees something drop down as she's saying, and the, you know, the award for best supporting actor, blah, blah, blah. And then she notices blood is falling and then she looks up and then all of a sudden his dead body lands in front of her on stage. And it's her ex-co-star, her co-star who was her ex-lover. And she has to clear her name because she is the number one suspect. And then you go down this really fun kind of road of all these different kind of soap opera things where somebody gets a heart on and all these, and they're not supposed to and all this behind the scenes stuff that happens every day when you work on a show, a soap. See, like all these, I mean, I love it. It's all this behind the scenes stuff that really happens. It's so much fun. I was also going to ask you about your best supporting actress that you just won at the film festival, the Brazilian film festival. Oh, right. You know what? Those film festivals are something else. That was a film I did quite a few years ago. I did with A. Martinez, actually. Oh, Although wow. we didn't work together. We're both in the film, but we never worked together. And now it's making the festival circuit. And I, you know, I also got, I got the Garden State, where it's right there, Garden State Film Festival best supporting actress for seven days to Vegas as well. That was kind of a big one that, that Garden State won. But yeah, it's fun. This is a world I really wasn't in before. Now I'm doing these indie movies. So it's kind of like, I won another award. <laughs> another award. The festivals can keep you busy forever. They could. We were at the Palm Springs Film Festival. That was so much fun. That seems Jennifer like. Tilly on the red carpet. She's a hoot. She was in Seven Days of Vegas. She's great. I love her. It was a great movie. I saw it like way back when okay. it first came out. I love a good indie film. I do. I think there's just some of the best. There's just a lot of good work going on in indie films. For sure. It's fun too. It's fun stuff. It's like more raw and real. What else? What are your hobbies? You mentioned you have hobbies. What, what are some of Eileen Davidson's I hobbies? I paint. Uh, I played piano when I was a kid and I started taking piano lessons again during COVID which now we have to halt because of this variant. It's this variant is like off the charts. It's a, I mean, I'm scared that more people aren't scared. It's very strange to me. I know. Right? It's a weird place. Um, and I started uh, playing guitar a lot during COVID and that you can do on, you know, Zoom. So I've been playing guitar and uh, that's been really, really fun. I started, I mean, I think I posted something a few years ago, I started taking guitar, but I never really learned to read music not guitar. And I just started doing that the last year or so. So my son and I have started playing together again, which is such a, so much fun. He plays drums. It's, I mean, I tried to play guitar when I was young and then I said, Dude, it, was hard. it was hard. I thought I was going to be able to pick it up and be like, you know, cool. I'm going to be, you know, Joni Mitchell. No, it was really hard. But when I was I, young. Yeah. You think that you're just going to be able to make a song like right away. Right. Well, I'm like, look at all these people that play guitar. You know, that's not such a bad <laughs> life if they become so if yeah. I start like now, I'll just this, you know, 
Well, I can play guitar now. I can play things. And it's really, it's one of my biggest accomplishments to it's because it's like learning another language, especially when you, you learn theory. And I'm like, you know, I've got this great thing that I've learned the last couple of years because of COVID. I would love to play guitar. Maybe you could put out a song. Maybe, maybe. Would you ever do things like Dancing with the Stars? Absolutely. Absolutely. It would scare the crap out of me, but I would do it. I think you would be good at it. I don't know. I think I'd be so nervous. I'd like fall. It's hard. I, that... nerves. The nerves are what, you know, the choking, choking under pressure. The live TV and forgetting your steps. And... God, yeah. I mean, that's the thing about dancing. Like once you forget your step, now I don't know what you do. You're just off and <laughs> your partner's going on. Your jazz hands. Like I've talked to people that have been on the show. They say like, once you lose your step, you just, there's no catching up. Like you just. Right. That sounds hard. <laughs> would, would you ever do another reality show? Not Housewives. Like if someone said, you know. Maybe. You and the hubby hanging out. Maybe. It would depend on what it is. My son, I mean, he's 18 now, but he really didn't like it. And as he's gotten older, he's just like really, really doesn't like it. So he's very happy. I'm not so, but he wouldn't have to be in it. So I don't know. It would depend. Just curious. Is there any actress or actor that if you could work with them, you would just love to work with them? Like on a movie or just act opposite of them? Everybody, everybody. I can't think of anybody I wouldn't want to. I mean, there's just, I mean, I would just love to work with so many people. I can't even name one. It's fun to meet new people and, and, you know, do these projects. It's, it's like this crazy living that we make, making, you know, it's fantasy and fun. What do you think is the biggest misconception about like the business, you know? Well, I think the one that the, you know, the whole weird thing about the pedophiles, isn't that weird? How so? What part? Well, that they, what part that, that, that everybody in Hollywood is, pedophiles this whole thing at this conspiracy thing it's the craziest creepiest thing ever it's like what i mean we're just people we live we you know we fight with our kids we fight with our spouses we do our jobs we come home we fix food we take a trip we come back home we go to work you know crazy it's gotten that way in the past few years yes. that, that's the overarching conception of most people I know. It's crazy. If you looked back to your 19, to your beginning, 1982, what advice would you give your first year self? You know, gosh, um, probably just to, like I say this about everything, not to take yourself too seriously and just, you know, be yourself and just, uh, you know, that's a hard one though. Cause I mean, you know, when you're insecure and you're just learning and everything and you're out, you're thrown into this big pond, um, having self-confidence is a really difficult thing. So, I mean, it's like, if you can find some way to be confident in yourself and who you are at a young age, that's the biggest gift. I was not, um, that's something I've had to grow into. Um, but I would say, gosh, do that as fast as you can, because <laughs> it does change your life for the better. Not caring so much what other people think, being true to yourself, uh, respecting yourself, all those kind of good things. If only we knew that in our twenties. 
you know it, you think you're doing it, but you're not. In retrospect, you're like, oh God, crap, did that really happen? Shit. But yeah. Yeah, it took me a minute to figure all that out too. But when you do, it's like life changes like overnight, basically. Yeah. Definitely. And you can't make your mind think that. You just have to get there on your own. So true. I also tell my son this because sometimes he gets intimidated by this big thing in front of him, you know, the big picture. I'm like, just step by step. You're going to be fine. Just go one step by step. It's not this big intimidating future. It kind of you know reveals itself as you go. You're going to be fine. It all kind of works out. Anything else you would like to discuss? Any new pro- other new projects? Anything else on your mind? I always like to give people a chance at the end. Thanks. To bring what, up. Right. We already did this. And we talked about Peacock, which is so much fun. Dial M for Murder looks great. So it does. Great. I really want to get it done because people are going to love it. It's funny. Okay. So um, what else? Would I, I mean, I have a couple other things. I'm not sure if I can talk about them. Um, how do we approach that? Well, uh, can you talk about them at all? <laughs> well, it depends on when you're going to air this part. September, maybe October, but September. Okay, okay, never mind. Because they're 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 after that. Yeah. I am popping in on YNR a lot in September. So that's, that's good. Yeah. It's always fun to go back there and see my homies. It's good it's to pop in. Be, I'm gonna be practicing guitar, you know. It's good to pop in and out, right? So much fun. And to be on all these different shows. Well, Beyonce alum is going to be amazing. It's going to yeah. be epic. Next up, just a couple of weeks, right? Or is it next week? Oh, it's like a, September 6th, I think. So much fun. Well, where can everyone find you online that would like to follow you so they can look into this oh, dialogue yeah. for murder? Eileen Davidson official. Official. And Eileen Davidson on Instagram. And you can check out Dial M. And look at it, it tells you it's very simple, the whole thing. It tells you exactly what you can do when you donate and what you can get at, at the end of it, besides a poster and a lunch with me. Um, you get a write-off. How much does one have to donate to get a lunch with you? I'm not really sure. It's another, that's, an, that's another good one. That, $5 million. No, um, I don't know. That and the executive producer credit. I'm going to have to go look into this. Come on. I am when- when you're yes, and that's important. When your new projects come out, you could feel free to come back any day you Absolutely, want. Absolutely, I would love to. And you know what? The next time you come back, we don't have to talk about housewives. We've already got that out of the way. Sure, <laughs> sure, David. Sure, I, I promise. You know, it'll all be about our current relationship. I mean, right, right. So, I don't mind talking about it. I, I mean, are you are you shocked at like the power or not the power but just the the fandom of housewives i mean i guess it's sim- it is similar to soaps because it's the same rabid fan base right i mean it's yeah. a different fan base but it's the same yeah. intensity yeah. like i said the, the fans in the 80s of, of daytimes was just crazy crazy people would like try to pull your hair and cut your hair and touch you it was really crazy um and housewives just has that huge thing too i mean everybody that you would never think watches the show you know, has anyone ever come up to you? You know, like, I mean, I'm a gay man, so it's no shock that I love soap operas and the housewives, but has someone ever come up to you? Like, you know, in the public eye that we know and said like, Oh, I love you on the real housewives. And you're like, 
you know, like a Brad Pitt or something. And you're like, what are you doing Uh-oh. watching the housewives? Oh, yes. And I can't remember who, but several, several. It's my husband just got it. He didn't get it by somebody famous this weekend, but he was in Vegas doing this thing. Cause he's on the world poker tour as a, the host. And he was working and somebody mentioned, oh, there goes Vince, he was leaving. There's Vince Van Patten, he's starring in Seven Days of Vegas, the World Poker Tour. And some woman yelled out, he was on Housewives. I mean, he's like, <laughs> I mean, yeah, that's, you know, listen, this is a true thing. Everybody wants me to, you know, call them a beast or say, how dare you? I like the beast angle. Crazy. I love it. I, I really I really appreciate your time. I know you're very busy working. So I really, really appreciate you doing this. No, no worries. It was fun. Come back. Come back anytime you want. Okay. Thank you, Eileen. Everyone needs to follow you. Dial M, look into it. Thank you so much. Thank you. See you soon. Bye. Bye. Thanks for listening to yet another episode of Behind the Velvet Rope. Because without you listeners, I would just be a crazy person with voices in my head. And if you like what you hear, subscribe, subscribe, subscribe on Apple Podcasts under Behind the Velvet Rope. And when you're done subscribing, feel free to leave a five-star write-up review because the write-up reviews actually count. We read each and every one of them. We post the best ones and the reviews really help our shows keep going. And we really appreciate everything you guys say, especially the positive ones. And if you want to find us online, we're at Behind Velvet Rope on Instagram. We are at David Yontef on Instagram. We're behind the Velvet Rope on Apple Podcasts. Or head on over to Patreon because you know what? There are just some things we can't talk about here. So for our bonus episodes, go to Patreon and type in Behind the Velvet Rope. And if you still aren't sick of me and you want more David, go to Cameo and book me on Cameo. And you can ask me anything there. I'll answer whatever you want. And I have a bargain basement price of $10. Thank you guys. See you soon.